Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. If you're new here, then you probably don't know this, or maybe you do. I love Disney and I love shopping small, shopping local, and I am an inclusive podcast. Therefore, I love inclusive brands. So that is why Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company, owned by my friend Mario, is such a great brand that I have to promote it unofficially official sponsor of this podcast. Mario has actually been on my podcast in season one. He is a great human and I love him to death. He is just such a sweet, sweet human who has the funniest, the best, the cutest, cheekiest designs for Disney. Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company is just such an awesome brand owned by such a lovely human. And when you're thinking about buying from Disney brands, shop local, shop small, and shop unique. Diamond in the Rough Clothing space. That's going to be in the description of my podcast. And as always, please let Mario know that you are shopping because I told you to. Thank you. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Hey all, this week's episode is a revisit with my friend Mike Valdez, actor, comedian, singer, funny dude, host of Childlike at Best, uh, one of my absolute favorite humans, so I am excited to share it. Once again, we have two discount codes, one at Dash of Pep and one at Diamond in the Rough. You can receive 15% off using PDKMO at checkout. Just a reminder that I am still traveling. I am currently in Canada still. Um, Just about to fly out and go back to Seattle before getting back to Honolulu. And as we're getting closer to the end of the year, I just don't have a whole lot of time. So send me your pitches, but it's unlikely. (laughs) I'll be able to make everything work and I wanna do as much as I can. Um, but I'm also just one person, so we're working on it. If you guys like what you hear, please rate me on whatever platform you get your podcasts. Thank you for so much for the support. You can purchase my merch at pleasedon'tkickmeout.com slash shop. And please don't be shy. You can reach out to me and I will see if the opportunity is right. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support. And I hope you enjoy the episode once again with Mike Valdez. Zooming and he's being recorded. 
listeners, this is season two of Please Don't Kick Me Out, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome, and I had to bring back one of my favorite humans who this weird collaboration world has connected me to, which is, of course, my good friend, Mike Valdez, who hosts the podcast Childlike at Best. Mike, how the hell are you? I'm doing well, B. How are you doing? Finally settling. I mean, it took forever. I, I feel like moving was like a million years long and then also not but right. I look back and it's like kind of because we've been in this pandemic so long it's like I, I don't even remember what life was like before this now I'm just here right. <laughs> <laughs> like every day is groundhog day honestly and um but I'm, I'm just glad I'm glad to reconnect with you because like we were we even were chatting like right before we pressed record and Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, you know, some of our friends that we've connected each other to through this beautiful podcasting world. But like, mm-hmm. uh, for anyone that's new here, why don't you just give, you know, the whole bio of who you are? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Mike Valdez. I am an actor, comedian, singer, songwriter, and uh, just all around performer, uh, renaissance man. Some people will call me a triple threat, but I would just call myself a threat, you know? Um, you know, <laughs> agreed, agreed. agreed. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's very rare with my husband having ADHD myself that he can sit and listen to a, a podcast, but he listened to the episode that, um, that I was on on yours and then yours on mine. And he was like, this guy's amazing. I love That's it so sweet. because like the thing I love about you it, is that you are about as nostalgic as I am, if not sure. more. And we've just we became friends off of this and, and it's just been so beautiful because I get to watch like you, you know, expand in your comedic career down in South Florida. And I also get to like champion those wins as you Mm -hmm. receive them. I mean, like right now we have this long tail goal of like our, you know, white whale, like what we dig moments of like who we really want on our podcast. And you kind of shoot your shot this summer for Mark Summers. Did you ever hear back? Um, I have heard back a couple of times, um, the, as of right now, um, the, so I'm having issues with the publicist, but so what's, what's super weird about the whole thing is that I can get through Mark directly, but I never, uh, can get through his publicist. So I can't get through the people that work for him, which is super weird. Um, but he's on board, so it'll happen. I, yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. He's definitely on board. Um, I definitely want to have him on before uh, before episode 100 or as episode 100. Uh, that would be a really be so cool. good landmark. Um, uh, Jason Marsden would be a really good one. Yep. I'm, I'm working that angle. My friend Emmy Floor actually got to meet him. And mm-hmm. I met her through TikTok and she is, I've told you about her a little bit. Like she's probably more nostalgic than like you and I combined. Sure. That girl loves Jurassic Park. She mm-hmm. loves Nickelodeon. She loves uh, ABC when they used to have the fan, like the, the Friday night stuff. Recess, like the one Saturday mornings, like that's all her jam. I think I've never met someone with so many Urkel things or family matter things in her life. But she's she's incredible. And I guess like so she posted a video of her goofy movie merch, like everything she owns. And she's got like the shirt that says like hi dad soup and all of that. And everyone tagged in Mars. Like they tagged him in. And so then I was like, 
okay, she met him. What's who's to say I can't get him on the podcast because oh yeah at the time of recording this I'm finally able to transfer my plate into my name because uh, for for anyone that's coming here that doesn't know me I'm obsessed with a goofy movie like unhealthily so mm-hmm. and I'm 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 uh, charging my watch right now but I have a goofy movie watch strap uh, I have a goofy movie pop socket I mean yeah you know I just I I love it because it, it, it's just a it's an underrated movie and I kind of am always for that underdog and I was seeing in the news that you're trying to figure out what they want to do with the Aerosmith ride at Disney world. And, uh, people keep saying, uh, power line, like they yeah. want to do power. I mean, like, why wouldn't they like goofy doesn't yeah. have a rock. Well, goofy has like sky school and stuff in California, mm-hmm. but goofy doesn't have a ride. So Jason, uh, we have, we are two people with podcasts that are 100% in zone for you. And yeah. we would love <laughs> to have you on. So this is us. Well, here's shooting the our thing. Shot. Here's the thing too. <laughs> With Jason, I'm I'm not only a, a big fan of his for a goofy movie. I'm a big fan of his um, for being the best friend in all of the TJF universe. I know, right? He is he's so, such a cool dude. Um, he's like he's legit. The, yeah. He's legit like the quintessential best friend in almost every TGIF show. I know. Like, I know. Like he was the best friend on Boy Meets World. He was the best friend on um, well. Uh, yeah, on Step by Step, he was the he was DJ's rich boyfriend on Full House. Wait, wait, wait! Now I'm not. Um, I have to pull up his IMDb because I so am, many like, so many different things. I just typed in Jason IMDb like as if that would find who I wanted. Like what? yeah, so many different things. Um, also, uh, not related to James Marsden, by the way. Um, found that out the hard way. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm kidding. I didn't. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. I'm pulling him up. What else has he been? Let's see here. Oh my goodness. Spirited away. Hocus. Po- of... Oh, he was in Hocus Pocus. Sure was. Yeah. The I mean, is, now I a lot of voice, him. now a lot of voice work. Yeah. But yeah. A, and he, and, he and of course he's Max Goof, but yeah, he goes to cons and I mean like what a cool dude. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, I keep always oh, in Kim possible. Oh, sure is. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Wow. With Will Friedle, his best friend on Boy Meets World. That is all right, buddy. I mean, he so he's got a he's got a cool. I've, I've been. Oh, I actually watched Disney's Extremely Goofy movie last night. Oh, did you? Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. I was channeling. I was like, I'm sad, and then I was like, Well, should we watch regular Goofy movie? Because I, uh, you know, we talked about it. I had kind of a weird interaction yesterday that was like bummer. Um, yeah. He was in. He was in Clue. Gosh, he was in everything. Yeah, oh, no, he's in, in the mask. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 solidified. We need we need we need to channel this man. Emmy, I'm hitting you up because I have to have Emmy on the podcast too. But um, my podcast uh, for anyone that's new here is about imposter syndrome or the feeling of not fitting in, being found out to be a fraud. And when Mike was on my podcast, we talked about how that can come to be in creativity and the spectrum of his upbringing and all of that. But since recording, um, you know, Mike has kind of like focused on more creative outlets, creative projects. And um, I'm really proud of my friend. And so you're sweet. right now you're kind of um, focusing on comedy and then music, right? Or are you mm-hmm. getting any acting roles? I mean, yeah, I, I have gotten a, a couple of things uh, since COVID. I have gotten a few commercial gigs, um, obviously always auditioning for television stuff, um, writing a few things. I'm writing a cartoon at the moment. What? Um, yeah. 
Um, I'm writing a cartoon at the moment. I'm writing a sitcom at the moment as well. Um, and I'm also writing music. Um, and yeah, That's so cool. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff, man. I mean, it's funny, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, it's funny. We, we just talked about this before we started, mm -hmm. but you know, we weren't, <laughs> we, uh, it was something we, we, we weren't going to talk about, but I feel like, I feel like this is like the, you know, you, you set it up really well. And I feel like it's a good thing to talk about, Okay. you know, I know where you're going. So with certain imposter like with because we're talking about imposter syndrome and that's like what your what your whole thing mm -hmm. is about um you know i just got out of a a relationship and because of that um i've had this burst of creativity which you know to to in in a way it kind of makes me understand taylor swift a little bit more because it's just <laughs> like well now I understand why you're always dating because that's why you make so many albums because if she was happy all the time, then she wouldn't make music. Like, you know what I mean? So, because when I'm happy, I, I, I told you this before we started, I was like, when I was happy, like, I didn't think music made any sense. Like now I like really listen to music. Like, oh yeah. I'm you're like, like I want to feel like, the pain. Yeah. yeah it, like I like, I'm like really listening. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, like I'm like really digesting the words and I'm like, wow, that minor chord really hurts, you know? Um, and, and yeah, so, um, yeah, so I've been, you know, it makes, I've been listening to Phoebe Bridgers a lot, you know, <laughs> um, that reference is for very specific people, but they're laughing right now. Trust me. Um, <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, anyway, um, we're speaking of imposter syndrome, like sometimes, I don't know if this has ever been brought up with imposter syndrome. Sometimes has anybody ever talked about feeling like they have imposter syndrome with relationships? Yes. Uh, I, I feel like sometimes I do. like that and it's, it's, well, I mean, I know I personally have like when mm -hmm. I was dating, like, uh, sure. what is, I don't even, I, you know, we we're just talking before we first record that like, I don't even know day it is anymore and it's like sure. I'm here but I, I have heard it I don't think I've recorded on it but I know that it happens and so um for me it happened for sure like, yeah. because it's it's hard to find someone who doesn't want to change a component of you like who doesn't want you to concede to be what you need and we have a tendency as humans to put things on pedestals and kind of psych ourselves out whether it's the job or the creativity or the I'm not good enough or whatever and so like dating when you don't feel in that headspace can really get into your core and then you're like well am I good enough like right so so I don't know if that was kind of where you're going but but uh, I'd be curious of, of what what you've been feeling no, absolutely. No, I, I definitely feel like, I mean, it, it goes into like the, like the, the guy version of imposter syndrome for that would be like, she's out of your league, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, 
where like she's too hot for you or whatever which which yeah (laughs) that shouldn't that shouldn't necessarily be a factor you know or um um and sometimes i sometimes i felt like that um with this previous relationship you know but you know looking also looking back at it um I also, you know, and and to be fair, she's probably not going to listen to this, so I can definitely talk shit about her. But oh, no. I, <laughs> like, I feel like I no, I, I feel like you know, almost like a emotional motion sickness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like, because it's very. Um, I don't know. Like sometimes it almost felt abusive in mm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I can advise. Yeah. It almost felt abusive, like emotionally, of course, you know, um, because it was when it was when it was high, it was so good. Yeah. But then but then when it was low, it was the worst. Yeah. You know, which which made uh, when it was low make me feel like it was my fault. Mm. because the highs were so good right so um so yeah i mean it, it's it, it's bound to make you feel like it's your fault you well, know what it, i mean it, there's two sides of the coin right so sure so like i i you know i'm not a beacon of a perfect relationship no one right. i mean i'm married but like you know he was out to sea for forever and then i had a friend break up at the beginning of the summer and that ended up activating some PTSD in me that then I would had like a multitude of like psychosis episodes. So it was a real fun summer, real fun treat. Now we're Mm -hmm. on meds, but um, (laughs) suffice to say that it's never just one person's fault in a relationship. And if someone makes you feel that way, um, then, then it's, it's more of a kind of a a narcissistic thing. And, and I don't mean to typecast them as anything, because again, I'm not a psychologist. I tell people all the time, I can't diagnose you with shit. I, I don't know anything. And my parents made me go to Sylvan for remedial math. So right. I have, I, my guess is as good as anyone's, but when I was in relationships where things were so um, bipolar in the sense of highs were high and lows were low, at the time I wasn't medicated for ADHD. And this isn't to say that this was why, but I had a harder time with the ebbs and flows of things. Um, but then also I could, I would sit there and I would blame myself like, oh, like it's me, it's me, it's me. I'm the problem. And then I need a change. And then I think like I had a shift, like in my later twenties when I was like, um, nah, I'm pretty cool. So I'm just not gonna, right. you know, and so my bar was set so, so, so low on that, uh, front that I didn't even, I almost didn't meet Scott because I was just such a bitch. So <laughs> I was such a bitch. And then I, Ooh, God, I just pleased. And then I ate my words. Um, but, but the thing is, is that dating is not fun. Everyone hates it. And if they liked it, there wouldn't be a billion books, podcasts, self-help books, therapy. There would not be any of these things. And as your friend and someone who cares deeply about you, I want you to know that I'm proud of you for putting yourself out there. I'm proud of you for being vulnerable with someone. And I don't want you to ever shy away from that because yeah, because who you are is an absolute gift. Didn't know you're going into a therapy session, did you? 
<laughs> no, that's that's extremely sweet. I I definitely appreciate that. I mean, I I apologize uh, to the listening audience for feeling like it just got extremely vulnerable. But however, I feel like it was something that needed to be said yeah. uh, for the one or two people that maybe needed to hear it uh, because you know, there are some people that may be going through the same thing and, you know, kind of feel like you're not alone in this whole thing and, you know, that whole thing. But, um, but also it is kind of the building ground to where I am right now in my life and my creative state. Yeah. So, um, so because of that, um, I've been writing a lot. Um, I was writing, um, I was writing a lot before then as well, but, um, you know, I was writing a lot of music or I'm, I'm writing a lot of music now. I'm excited. Um, I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's very, very sad. Um, <laughs> you can some be of- emo. We, we are like the same age bracket. You can have a MySpace top eight moment. OK, like you are allowed to. And, yeah. And but 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 the thing I love, Mike, is that you are like me where if I get set back on something, it just like opens Pandora's box into like, well, now I'll show you. I'm going to be so creative, fucking creative. Yeah. All the things. And, and that the, the, there's two ways you can always go with heartbreak or friend breakups or whatever it might be. You can sit like you, you absolutely should sit there, feel your feelings, but then it's like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to learn from it? Are you going to channel it into something beautiful to help yourself heal? Or are you just going to like be miserable and die under a bridge like a bridge troll? Like those are the options. And so the fact that you are realizing I'm in pain from something, it was a setback, but now I have this opportunity to be far more introspective and creative. Like that's beautiful. And that's where the best and most brilliant creativity comes from. Yeah. At least I, at least I hope so. I, um, there's, I'm always fighting. I'm always fighting the two sides of my brain because there's, uh, it's like the angel and the devil, I guess, you know, like it's like the angel's always trying to tell you to be creative and the devil's always telling you that you're not creative enough and everybody's just, everybody's better than you and you know hey imposter syndrome that's yeah normal. exactly that's normal if we didn't yeah. if we if we weren't if we didn't have this like the first of all the thing about this that i've realized over the last year and not i'm not an expert at all but this is what i've realized is that we all have these internalized like i'm awesome and then on the other side it's like now you're kind of shit like actually yeah. like everyone hates you and then you're like this person's like you're a really great person and then this is like Nah, actually you suck. And, Mm -hmm. and if you ever ran for president, I will pull out your, I'll I'll find something on the internet about you, you know? So like we, it's, it's normal. I had a podcast guest, Robin, who talks about it as these little shoulder devils and these shoulder demons and kind of combating them. So the the biggest thing I think in this pandemic, 100% and something you struggled with and something that I also struggled with is just mental health, self-esteem, and how you feel about things. Cause like the world's not getting any better. Right. And, and so like the fact that you're sparking creativity, I don't want you to think at all that any of it's bad because it's great. Like you're contributing something cool into the world, no matter what, with your podcast, with acting, with comedy, 
so I'm glad that, you know, you're taking some time to just kind of retool and figure out like what's next. But then also yeah. I love that you're writing and writing music and writing screenplays and stuff offline. I have a person to connect you with. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I think about it too. It's like, I could have sat like the entire time Scott was gone and done nothing. Like yeah. I could have, I wanted to shit. I mean, I ate Lunchables every day for a week like I I wanted to but I I I just didn't and I don't know I I I mean like yesterday I was I I finally reached out to some therapists on island I just I just started rapid fire emailing I was like I need a therapist because I couldn't find one and I've heard back from like a couple so I was able to like see kind of if I can get therapy continued because I can't Justina can't care for me anymore right but you know I, I think, I just think like, this is so beautiful that we've become friends through something so bizarre. Like if you told me a year ago, I'd be friends with the guy that was in this music video that I saw one time and I thought he was the coolest person ever Mm. uh, because DDR is my life goal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And for, and if they don't know, you were in a Imagine Dragons video, uh, just just living your best life on DR, sure. um, having a blast. Sure was. Um, or that you and I would be in a clubhouse room with Mark Summers. That was mm-hmm. wild. I mean, that it was just, wild. yeah, it, it's just like, I'm so grateful for, for what this pandemic has given me because I really hated my job. So, and I hated <laughs> what I was doing. So now I'm like, Hey, you know, I might not have it figured out, right? Like, because that's one of the signature questions of my podcast. You have it all figured out, and Mike, right. and I'll tell you right now, no one knows. Um, of course, but but like, I definitely don't hate my life these days. I'm actually kind of grateful, which yeah. has been hard because it's hard to practice gratitude in such a shitty world. We were just talking about this before uh, we pressed record about just kind of you're in Florida and, and I'm in Hawaii and kind of where things are going, like with the vaccine and with politics and all that gar- garbage. I'm just gonna call it garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like the state of the world and how it impacts gigs and stuff. You had mentioned that some of the the, the artists that you're following that you really are looking forward to seeing are, are requiring vaccines. And I think that's happening here too. We have tickets to hollow notes. Right. Scott really wants to see them. Okay. Fingers, fingers crossed they make it. Like, I don't yeah. know. He was so excited to buy tickets. Like, he didn't shut up about it for a week. He told every single person, like, that he would be like, oh, by the way, like, do you like Hall & Yeah, I bought tickets in Hawaii because no one comes to Hawaii. Maybe that's wow. why you need, you, need to, you need to book gigs here. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was expensive. It was expensive out here. Um, so that's true. If, so I think else I mean I mean it's just been a wild I don't even when did we record like that's I've been trying to wrap my brain around when we talked was it April it was around April because uh I believe I was promoting my um my April 20th show that I was doing you were yeah okay so it was it was April then and then I went dark on interviews that this is weird you look back and it's like every day was a thousand years long I know so one thing I did on your podcast, which mm-hmm. you had so much fun with, was I brought photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, my, I, I, and I finally found the photo I was looking for. It took me forever, but I finally found out to text to you where I'm like holding the beanie baby, <laughs> okay. showing them off. So for, for, uh, for my listeners, I was on Mike's Child Like at Best podcast and the title is 
showing off my beanie babies, which I loved doing. I was a big fan of that. And, um, I told my mom asked me, she's like, cause, cause we're both kids, you know, children of the nineties. We both love nostalgia. That's, that's Mm -hmm. not a question. Um, one of the key signature things about your podcast is cereals. Yeah. My husband has no idea what voice I made. He was like, don't ever go into voice acting. I was like, he's like, you don't even sound like that. Why, what are you doing? I was like, I got really nervous and that's what happened. That's okay. Um, but um, I've been thinking a lot ever since that conversation about nostalgia. And sure. uh, I guess last week, uh, Steve from Blue's Clues felt that he needed to address the nation. Yeah. And uh, that was bizarre. <laughs> or at least or at least a few executives at Nickelodeon felt like they needed to pay him to do it. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and, yeah. It's, and the memes that I've seen from it are, are really funny, but um, yeah. I love it because I know if I ever see something that's like super nostalgic and like off the wall, I can text you and be like, this is, do you remember this? Like, do you remember yeah. that? And- um, How did you feel about that, by the way? The Blue's Clues? Mm-hmm. Well, cause I, I'm, I'm 32, right? So- um, I didn't have, you remember this. I didn't have cable growing up. Like I didn't have uh-huh. cable growing up until I moved to Colorado and then we had cable. So I didn't really watch, like we, we, they pull the TV in for Nick Jr. But like, he was kind of like, I was like 10 when mm-hmm. Blue's Clues ish. I, I don't even know when Blue's Clues started, but I was 10 when I had cable. And that was like when Rugrats was still on, like SpongeBob kind of started out a couple years later. And then like, that was, and then there was rocket power. And, yeah and stuff so I I don't I don't really know how I felt about it because I remember a lot of foods were blue and for a while because of Blue's Clues yeah so I was familiar with it but I I didn't really grow up in the same way that a lot of my listeners do or yeah. did and so it kind of has been showing me age where I'm like I I, I felt like it was cool I'm like oh he, he thinks I'm doing my best sure yeah. try and <laughs> But no, I, I how do you feel? I grew up with it. Um, I was seven when it came out. Um, and I was I I was probably a little too old to watch it, but I don't I don't know that I cared. Um, it was probably just something to watch uh in the summers. Um, and I enjoyed it and there were there were moments i mean it definitely didn't make me cry um but there were moments where i was like wow that was really sweet you know um you know i i knew that they (laughs) the writers room they were definitely like yeah like that's gonna make them cry like you know let's make them do this you know let's make them say i just did the math (laughs) you know like uh there's there's a couple things that he says in there that are really sweet um but uh but yeah i i i enjoyed it man i mean i um he's he's an interesting character because he was he was famous for for a very specific thing he talks he actually talked about it on an npr show called the moth Okay. It's a storytelling show. Oh, cool. He 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 called it uh not famous. He he didn't call it famous, he called it famish. Yeah. Where like you only knew him if your kids watched the show. Oh, I think you I've know? heard this. Yeah. And it makes yeah, sense. it's a really, really funny story. 
um, he, he ends up telling a couple of stories that are really wild. Um, they, they ended up letting him keep the couch, which is really cool. Really cool. The only thing that was real in the whole set was the couch, which is really crazy. Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of insane. Like at that, at that time, like 25 years ago, that, that had never been done before like looking into the camera and addressing the camera like it's a person and like like it can talk back to you that's you true. know what i mean that's true i like, actually never thought about that because fred rogers talked to the camera but he he didn't address it like it, it was talking back you know what right. i mean like you know like steve would talk to it like the kids were were screaming back at him you know and he's like oh over here you know, like he would say yeah. that, you know, um, and he talks, he would talk about like how he just, he felt it, imposter syndrome. Like he felt like he wasn't worthy of being on that show. He, he thought that he wasn't, he wasn't supposed to be, he just wanted to be in a band. Like he, he wasn't, he just, he tried out because he needed money. He had no idea that the show was going to be that big um and like i mean the guy's like still making residuals off of it i think and like and now he's like an executive producer of the reboot with this new kid or something yeah and he's like behind the scenes yeah yeah, you just go to (laughs) sometimes money speaks but i I, i've always found him very interesting um yeah I i do remember that i have listened to that you or at least i've read articles at least i can remember some of the things he said and Um, it just goes to show like you don't really know what something is going to pan out to be like something that you do like yeah something so small something you said in in my I think it might have been either yours or mine but that I have a normal five a face for tv so I'm normal you do I don't have I don't have a sag card and you do I thank you I actually uh Rachel Ray show uh hit me up because apparently I I drunkenly emailed them in December of last year oh, around nice. the same time I joined uh, the Drew Barrymore audience and they're in the same video or in the same vein. Uh, so I'm like, I got like ca- cast onto it or something, something. Mm-hmm. Cause I guess I just like, was like Rachel Reyes, my best friend. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> but um, I still have the dreams of supermarket sweep. I still, I still, I still very much, um, you know, I, I, I was, I would watch the shows just to get through. Scott still wants to be on prices, right? I, okay. I, I feel like that time is dwindling. We got to get the Navy to approve it. And we're not in California anymore. We're now here. And they actually, they shoot a lot of the shows your parents love out here, uh, which is uh, Hawaii Five-0 and NCIS yeah. Hawaii. And all I saw, the mom shows. Yeah, oh yeah, all the mom shows. Which I still think back to one of the funniest things you said, which your mom would, or your parents would get into the Marvel universe if there was a <laughs> crossover episode. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there's, uh, it's the, the closest my parents have ever gotten to understanding the Marvel universe is when somebody from Chicago PD comes into Chicago MD or Chicago fire. Like they're just like, Oh wow. They're from Chicago PD. Yeah. I'm like, that's like Iron Man coming into Spider-Man to them. Yeah. So I have a, an unpopular opinion right now, but I've mm-hmm. been watching a lot of, um, you know, I, I watched The Bachelorette and all sure. that because, well, my friend Ryan, she's, um, she just got approved. She's getting her chemo for and thank, thank, thank goodness. It's been a really crazy summer um, for my listeners that don't know my, my, one of my best friends, Ryan has was diagnosed with cancer and now she, and like, she basically has been having to fight TRICARE, which is um, the military's 
insurance to finally get them to approve a life-saving treatment shocker uh so so that's happening but she's really into the the bachelor universe and i've taken my sister in the past and we've like sat in the back of the audience one of my friends producer on the show and uh, i say friend lightly she's just someone i've met one time but um right but when you have adhd everyone's your best friend so whatever sure. <laughs> like you're my best friend we're all best yeah. friends so uh I've been watching a lot of that. So I've been seeing a lot of commercials. Of course, I, I normally Zoom the commercials, but of course um, I've been seeing a lot of commercials for the Wonder Years reboot. Mm-hmm. And I, I I want to like it, but then Scott told me that Fred Savage is voicing the monologue. Yeah. And then I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, but, what? Doesn't make yeah. sense. Because I know he's producing it. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure how that's going to go. Um, Cause I'm still banned from watching the Goldbergs in my household. Cause Scott can't stand, stand, stand the voice, sound of Barry's voice. So I haven't, oh. I haven't really been keeping up on the uh, ABC uh, show. Wow. <laughs> I hate, this is a very unpopular opinion and you, you can definitely cut this out, but I, I, I hate it when TV is like make shows where they're just like, we're going to make the wonder years, but put black people in it because people have to like it. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Goodness. Yeah. No, but I think you're like, right on the money there. I, I, I think it, but th- here's my thing, Fred, you don't need, why? Like, yeah. You couldn't, you have found like anyone else. To yeah. Do that. That's my literally thought. anyone else. That's my thought. And I, and I, and I don't, you know, I guess to my listeners, like, let me know what you think. I'm just, I personally think it should be, if it's about a black family, it should be a black narrative. Like, that's just what I think. And yeah. if I'm wrong, that's, that's fine. I, you can rate me a one, but well, I, I mean, the whole point, the, the point of the voiceover is that the kid grows up to be the person narrating. That's exactly. Like, that's the point. We were all there. We know that <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So like, so when the kid grows up, he's going to turn into a white Jewish guy that looks like Fred Savage. <laughs> like what? Yeah. What is this magical episode that's going to happen at the end where he turns white? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> that's a tweet that's waiting that is, to happen is, right there. It, it is. And that's I, a tweet waiting to happen. That's a, I, I don't have Twitter. I used to have, I used to have it. <laughs> I also didn't have TikTok for a very long time. And then now I do because I got in a fight with a child over a chicken sandwich. Um, that's true story. <laughs> but uh, but I now I, I just changed my TikTok to Powerline World Tour because I want Disney to sue me. Um, yeah. But but uh, it's just I'm, I'm I have a hard time. I guess this maybe it's just me as like a consumer. I have a hard time getting into things like that are new. Like if you're bringing me a new show, like I know what pilot season is like. So like. Because I've got friends that are actors who are one. I've got my friend Jordan Van Cleef, who's one, and some other friends who, you know, like are like, yeah, like pitch season is weird. Like, because like, tell me if they about don't it. Like you, they'll just be like, uh, and remove them. Like, New Girl's a great example. They didn't coach, didn't test well. So they took him out and then they just threw him in in like season three. And they're like, now he's back. <laughs> so it's, it, like I just I have a hard time getting into shows in the fall and the spring because I don't know what's going to stay around and then I end up liking it on Netflix or Hulu later on and I'm like well shit there's only one season that sucks yeah so I'm I'm the worst consumer that's that's another yeah that's kind of how I am too now like 
if it if it's good enough to have nine seasons and end up on Netflix, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not gonna watch it on TV. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's just not worth it for me anymore. Like, it's just not worth my mental capacity to go through this because I've been burned too many times. Yeah, you know. I have a funny story to share that maybe you would get a kick out of. So my, sure. I love my, I love my sister to death. My sister is four years older than me. Shout out to Andrea who doesn't listen to this podcast because Jerry Bear and Sandy told me that I can't call them Jerry Bear and Sandy anymore, which means my mom might have listened to it at one point. Um, so she, <laughs> she got, she got this really awesome new job. I mean, I'm really proud of her um, because I don't really talk about my family very often, but. Um, you know, my sister had some health issues that she struggled through and now she's like kicking ass and I'm proud of her. So proud, proud, proud. But, um, she asked me if I, like, I asked her if she watches RuPaul's Drag Race. Cause that's, cause I'm, you know, I can't just like things a little bit. I gotta like them a lot of it. Of course. And I, uh, I, I'm really, in, I'm into it. My best friend Marcy's into it. Like it's there, it's like a whole thing. Like, um, and I don't expect anyone else to like be into it with me, but I just, I love it because I'm non-binary and a gay man, and woman's body, proudly she, her, they, them. So mm-hmm. I don't really, I mean, I just, it's a, I've always loved it. Right. So, yeah. so she texts me a screenshot and I'm out to dinner with my friend, Amanda on the Island, uh, who's also really into drag. Right. And mm-hmm. we're, and we're sitting there, we're eating, we, we, we really like her, her partner is coming back from, well, her husband, I should say her partner is coming back from, um, like he's on a ship and it's like sailing around the world to see if like it can be a ship because maybe he's weird and so it's coming to home port in Hawaii so she's out here and she's a therapist so like we're sitting and we're getting dinner and Scott had just flown to Maryland and I get this text message from my sister and she's it's a person holding a photo of Bianca Del Rio who is a very infamous drag queen Mm -hmm. and she says to me she goes do you know this one and I go (laughs) oh bless you that's adorable and she goes why (laughs) because <laughs> she doesn't know anything about drag race like I asked her if she's into it she said I've never watched it should I and I said yes and then she said well it seems overwhelming and I said well it is and, and so mm-hmm. and, and I just I I got such a good tee out of it and uh sure. you know, she meant so well she's so she's such a funny she's she's so funny she just she doesn't realize why it was so funny to me because I was like it was just adorable you know, like, I was yeah. like my big sister, like trying to relate to like her weird little sister and, and be like, I, I, I think this is a thing that look, they have your name. A lot of drag queens are named Bianca and a lot of people think <laughs> my name is fake. So I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I love it. it I mean, it, I just, I, I love it too. And, and, um, you know, to go back to my friend, Ryan, this, this person is, it, I'm, I love her, but she's already making like mastectomy jokes. I mean, she's already, she already has a full stand-up set ready to go when she's like, as soon as I can, I'm, I'm on the mic. She's like, nice. nothing will stop me. And I was like, Love it. okay, okay, right. But, Love um, it. but yeah, so I did tell you before recording, I do have a new question as we're catching up and it. it comes from, cause this is the reason that this question is here. Um, but, uh, it's something you and I both discussed on the podcast, um, <laughs> which is just hilarious. And I, I will never forget it till the day I die to the point where now I see a Muppet and I think of your mother. That's um, very sweet. So <laughs> what Muppet <laughs> are you and why? Oh boy. I, you know, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because there's so many. Um, I can't just be one. That's my point. Is you can't just some- be one. 
I mean, can you have multiple answers? I think so. A lot of people are just definitively like I had like my friend Ron was like, I'm animal. And then he had like a whole story about why. Uh, and I threw it on him. I, I, I just entered it into the chat, like without warning him. <laughs> and, okay. and he got very overwhelmed. But then everyone else has like had very like they thought about it and they've had very complex answers for why they are the way they are. And uh, I think you can have multiple. I don't I, I don't make the rules. That's the Muppets don't either. <laughs> So the, my very first thought every single time is Rolf <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a cool dog that plays piano. I love that so much. Right. Rolf's so forgotten too. In the he's, sense of he's I'm just right. a, I'm just a cool freaking punk rock dog that plays piano, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and. And I love Rolf, man. Rolf is awesome. He's in the band, but he doesn't do heroin. Like, I love it because the other ones definitely do. Like, like Dr. Teeth doesn't do heroin. Okay. His name's Dr. Teeth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Dr. Teeth, wait a second. Is Dr. Teeth yeah. in the band too? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the band. Like, he 100%. Like, oh, he's like, he like looks like he just kind of like did like smoked. Yeah. He's on something like angel dust. Maybe. I don't know. They all do drugs except for Rolf. Rolf is the only straight edge guy. And I'm <laughs> the guy in the band that's straight edge, but punk rock as hell. And so that's the first thought that I always have. But then my thought is that really, I have a really big heart. Yeah. And my heart is is always out for other people. I empathize with other people. I always want to make other people happy. Yeah. And it breaks my heart when I can't make people happy. And so then I would say that I relate to Fozzie a lot. Yeah. My because husband of said that. I'm Fozzie. He said I'm Fozzie. Yeah. And I, I agree with that because like Fozzie's, I mean... Fozzie's always um, like the uh, peacemaker, I feel like. And yeah. he's like the comedic timing and like, oh, you're having a bad day? Waka waka. Yeah. And, but then also like he has empathy. My husband's Kermit straight up. And also, and also because he's a bear, you always want to hug him because he makes you laugh. You want to hug him because he made you laugh. He makes you sad. You want to hug him because he made you sad. You know what I mean? Like, like no matter what, you always want to hug him because he's a bear. Yeah. You know, like there's just something about him being a bear that's like perfect to being huggable, you know? Um, and I feel like I'm a very huggable person. I would agree with um, that. Rolf is a very huggable dog as well. Um, and this is my other thought as well. And now that I think about it, um, he technically is a Muppet, but it is a cop-out. The real answer is Elmo. Ooh. Do you think Elmo went because, to Sylvan? Huh? <laughs> I said, do you think Elmo went to Sylvan? <laughs> I, Elmo didn't go to preschool. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, and neither Elmo? did I. And neither did I. And that's <laughs> and <I'm> okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and neither did I. And I'm hosting my own podcast, Childlike at Best with my goddess. And I'm Mitch um, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Mitch Kelly. And so um, yeah, I would say I would say I'm Elmo because Elmo 
Elmo is <laughs> he's everything about Ralph. He's punk rock as hell. He's straight edge. Yes. <laughs> he really is. He's he plays piano, even though it's animated and, and colored. He's he, in and with crayons, he still plays piano. Uh he sings, you know. <laughs> he uses his imagination. He has that childlike wonder. Um He's super happy. He has a really high voice, uh, like just like I do. Um, he has uh, he's he's always laughing. That's that's me. Um, and uh, and yeah, man. And that's yeah. So I guess that's those. If I had if I could pick three, those are my three. But if I had to pick one, Elmo for sure. I love Elmo. I do. Elmo's I really do love Elmo. He is the best. Elmo's and great. Elmo, Elmo doesn't see like color or sexuality or anything. No, he's just, like he just like because Zoe isn't Zoe like the one that has AIDS or something HIV or AIDS. Um, yeah, and he's, and he's just like best friends with them. And then like even the Muppets that join Elmo's world, I just like looked at the Muppet. He's and best. He has, look, yeah. here's this is this is a really beautiful thing. Stacy Gordon, who's a friend of mine who I met through Clubhouse, and we can talk about Clubhouse in a minute. Yes. But yes but she is a puppeteer on Sesame street. She is the puppeteer and the voice of Julia, who is the first uh, puppet uh, on Sesame street with autism. And Julia and Julia is Elmo's friend. Elmo's the best. Elmo doesn't care. Elmo's like, Elmo doesn't care. If you're a cool person, Elmo's your best friend. Yeah. Your best friends I with love Elmo. This. this is a great answer. I know I love Elmo. That. Elmo is all inclusive, man. Elmo is all inclusive. He wants to be friends with everyone, and he he knows that Julia's favorite game is uh, is uh, ju- uh, bounce tag or something like that. I think I, I forget. I only saw I only saw the episode the episode with with Julia the first episode with Julia, but. Um, it's like bounce tag or something and they play bounce tag together and he learned about what autism was because a fire truck uh came by and he was super excited that a fire truck came by because he loves fire trucks and julia freaked out and he was like why is julia freaking out right now and then big bird yeah and then and then big bird explained well julia has autism and what's autism you know it was a beautiful teaching moment for not only elmo but for the 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 kids watching at home you know i I love that i didn't know about that that's so cool and so let's Yeah. yeah obviously let's talk about clubhouse here because um you've made some incredible connections through it uh i i'm 84 years old in my heart so i had no idea how to use it and you were begging me you're like y'all can join this thing they're, they're talking about imposter and i was like another yeah. app but also like i feed myself lunchables so i'm technically a child um <laughs> I, I, my husband the other day this is just before we get into clubhouse sure he, he looks on the ring camera because our we have two ring cameras and they're both ralph wiggum themed so one's so our, our front camera is super nintendo chalmers and our side camera hey, is super on- nintendo chalmers yes yes and um ralph. me too ralph is the unofficial for me, unofficial mascot of this podcast, because I love Ralph. He is unapologetically himself. He is brilliant beyond measure and he dresses himself. So not to, not to cut you off, but I, we do a show on clubhouse where we do a Simpsons, we do a Simpsons game show and I play Ralph Wiggum. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's why I do the voice of Ralph Wiggum 
relatively well but it's not it's definitely not as good as nancy cartwright of course but it's relatively well anyway so, so you have one that's super nintendo chalmers the other and- one's impossible camera and we'll get right back into that because i want to hear all about it so i leave to go to this market down the street and i'm having kind of a bad day and i come home and scott sees me on the camera and he's like did you just leave and go buy a lunchable and i said <laughs> i sure did <laughs> wow and uh and i'm probably gonna buy one after this i don't know uh, no, I, I just, it's just, I, I love Cracker Stackers. Don't at me. Yeah, why not? I'm going to die why not? anyway. Give me a Cracker Stacker and a fucking Capri Sun and call it a day. But I love that you do this on Clubhouse because I actually deleted the app. I need to re-download it. Um, sure. Because my phone, as I told you, reset like a million times because uh, my phone went full Stevie Wonder, meaning the front and back cameras went completely out. And then I had to get it reset in uh, in Boston, um, and that was horrible. And then I took it into I took it in here, and they were like, uh, "We don't know why your phone storage is so fucked." And uh, Apple. Right. <laughs> anyway, so Clubhouse. Yeah. Well, the thing about Clubhouse is like, I don't know, man. So for people that may that don't know, it's a it's a voice app where you can talk to people in chat rooms and there's really nothing like uber special about it it's really just a matter of talking to people and just you know networking and you know it's what you want to get out of it you know um if you're an actor and you want to talk to producers you can do that and also to be fair at the height of the pandemic, um, it was a lot more beneficial than it is now that things are opening up a little bit. Um, you know, so for me, it's, you know, it's, it's still beneficial because I have, uh, a lot of those people from Los Angeles still in my connections. Um, however, it's going to be difficult to find a lot of those people, uh now um as it's it's just not going to be as easy as it was unless you have people kind of guiding you where to go um but there are some really cool places that you can go uh like the comedy lounge or like hot on the mic or like um you know uh uh the lol comedy network the um there's there's a few different comedy clubs that you can go to there's a few uh there's there's all different kinds of stuff that you can look for if you want to look for whatever i mean it's it's again it's something that uh as of right now it's in my opinion, it's something that's dying down. Um, but at the height of the pandemic was doing really well, uh, because nobody was doing anything. Um, and because of that, I used it to my advantage. Um, and I spoke to people and got into conversations with them and into their DMS and had them on my podcast or, you know, uh, you know, just uh, talk to them about script writing or yeah. whatever the case. You know, I've as I, you know, I talked to Mark Blutman, uh, who wrote uh, from season two to season six of Boy Meets World. Um, 
which is incredible. And, you know, my, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he wrote, uh, he's now writing uh, Ghostwriter on Apple TV and he's won multiple Emmys that. for that show um, as well as many other Emmys as well. Um, um, I've talked to, goodness so many different comedians josh sneed scott henry um you know uh let's see goodness now now there's so many i'm gonna i'm gonna forget but um another another one i'm working on right now is a uh an amazing comedian director producer uh ewan gottfried um he is uh, an emmy award-winning producer and director who um i think i'm allowed to say this i yeah i think i'm allowed to say it um he's producing the new garfield movie and i'm gonna be in it next year so uh we're filming that in in february in uh in los angeles so um so yeah i'm gonna be in a garfield movie that'll be pretty fun um and then yeah so that's pretty cool and then yeah all because of clubhouse and then but that's the cool thing yeah yeah and that's the really cool thing and then um trying to think um barrett letty who is such a funny guy man so freaking funny but he is a voice actor who has been on pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh. i mean so many cool things uh, Philip Wilburn, who's a sketch actor, who's done Conan, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He's done like all the all the Donald Trump uh, cameos on on, uh, on Jimmy Kimmel and on Conan. He did the crappy Arnold uh, impersonation choir on Conan. Um, I mean, he's so freaking funny, dude. I, I love that guy. He's so funny. Um just so many different cool people that I've met through clubhouse and still meeting on clubhouse. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's a great, it's, it's a great little networking tool that I was able to use and to my advantage. Um, and thankfully have been able to translate into money a little bit because, because of, because of people, you know, hiring me for, uh collaborating like for writing you know i because i i met someone met someone who wanted to write a cartoon so we're writing a cartoon together i met someone who wants to um who wants to uh do the you know ewan wants to do the uh, the garfield thing which is amazing i mean i'm more than down to do the garfield thing i i love that you know um and you know, and even more stuff down the pike, hopefully, you know, um, I'm working with the comedy lounge people. Um, and, uh, there's some really cool things happening that I can't say on air, um, that, you know, that, that are happening, um, with, with their, with their company, but, they want me to be a part of it and it's a really cool honor to be a part of that's that. That's awesome. You know? I mean, like that's look really at this. cool. This pandemic and it's is all, great. Yeah. And it's all just because I decided to download an app. Exactly. You know what I mean? I decided to download an app and talk into it without wearing any underwear. 
you know, but I, I love that. And it, it kind of comes full circle into like why I wanted you back on this podcast, because revisiting the people that I met that are influential to like me, my journey, my collaboration, all of that, and seeing where they're going, like that is, that is the beauty of season two to be like, Hey, like, you know, there's stuff out there if you're feeling alone or there's stuff out there. I mean, obviously with the height of the pandemic, like we were doing far more virtual stuff. We were using Mm -hmm. apps far more and we were connecting far more on zoom. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see the podcast kind of spike and then fall out. But, but I, I'm grateful, you know, cause I, I mean, the few times I used it with you, I, I thought it was cool, but I just, and if years old in my heart and yeah. uh I was like you know what's a talk tick what's a what's a house club um yeah <laughs> but but that, that that's kind of you know something so cool and a lot of it is because you know you put your you got it like you you're already in that creative spectrum anyway so you put yourself out there in a different way and all of them were doing the same thing probably looking for work or looking for collaboration and it mm-hmm. just it just worked and it's I'm, all I'm look- happy it's all it's all a shoot your shot room at the yeah. end of the day. It's all a shoot your shot room. Like you're either shooting your shot for a date or you're shooting your shot for a job. That's all you're just that's all you're trying to do, you know, and like and and these that's every app, you know, yeah. by the way, you yeah. know, here's my hot take. Please don't kick me out. Every <laughs> single app is a shoot your shot room. OK, you go in there and you're shooting your shot at what you're shooting your shot at getting a job, getting a sponsorship or getting a date. That's it. That's all you want. All you want are DMs, a sponsorship or a job. That's all you want. It is true. It is absolutely true. It is absolutely true. Because I mean, like, yeah. I feel like 99 percent of the emails I get are like, I want to be in your show. And I'm like, OK. Uh, or, you know, and and that's the thing, like, that's the best advice. I think we can walk away from this as we wrap up is like, just shoot your shot. Like, what do you have to lose by just, if you want to do something, just do it. Like, I mean, the crippling rejection does suck. Uh, but that's what comedy is for sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes. Well, I mean, the, I, I've, I'm sure it's been said before, but like the reason why the corniest things sound corny is because they're true. (laughs) You know, like the reason why just do it sounds so cheesy is because when you really think about it, just do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, why not? You know, that's what, yeah. Like what that's Hillary Duff song. Okay, can't sing it because yeah. I have to pay royalties, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And offline, there are some people I would like to connect you with, my friend. Um, it's but, like that Hillary yeah. Duff song, Let the Rain Fall Down and Wash My Dreams. Let it wash away my sanity because I want to feel the thunder. I want to scream. Let the rain fall down. I'm coming clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I spoke it, so you don't have to pay yeah, any royalties. It's, I mean, I used to work in marketing for a winery and they will come for you if you even <laughs> say live music. They'll come for you. They're like, pay us. I'm like, we live can't even. Music. Yeah, I, I said. We can't even. 
Yeah, oh, they're here. Yeah, they're definitely <laughs> listening. Um, as we wind down, uh, like I'm going to ask two more things before sure. I give you uh, the floor to promo everything. Or I'm asking one more thing. Uh, what advice? Um, now that we've you know gotten to know each other over the time and, and things have changed, what advice do you have for my listeners, your listeners, um, in just like just kind of combating being yourself, being true to it, being creative, like. Advice for what? Advice for life? I don't know. Just life advice? Yeah, yeah sure. Just stop. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, just stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, you know what? Like, you know, you know how everybody's like, you know, just, you know, you know how everybody's like, give it a shot. You know what? Just go home. <laughs> sometimes just go home <laughs> you know <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm i'm kidding um no seriously the the best advice that i can give anybody is you don't fail you just quit that's true that's great so just keep doing your thing keep fighting and you will eventually get there even though it feels like you're not doing anything, trust me, you are. I love that advice because that's how I feel on my podcast. Yeah. I'm like, it's something. Um, yeah. I again, I mean, I I mean, you're you're a dear friend of mine and I could talk to you for hours. And I'm proud of, you know, the fact that I know you and I always want to send stuff your way no matter what. So of course I wanna yeah. obviously, as we wind down this, give you the floor to promote literally whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> Ex- absolutely. Except for Lula Roe. So, so don't do that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh yeah. so yeah, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Mike Valdez, M-I-K-E-V-A-L-D-E-S, uh, on Twitter uh, at I am Mike Valdez, on um, my website at www.whoismikevaldez.com. Um, I have <laughs> I have a album uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that stuff called Mike Valdez and the Noise. Uh, the album is called Dreamer and a podcast about nostalgia and childlike wonder called Childlike at Best with Mike Valdez. Um, And that's about everywhere you can find me, I think. And that's about it. That's, I think that's it. As if that wasn't enough. I think that's it. <laughs> uh, I, I love you, my friend. You are you are amazing. And as we I love wind you too. down, <laughs> yay! No, you're you're part of our Hohana, and I hope you know that. Like, if the, yeah, of the course. Door is always open. Um, of course, my listeners, this is please don't kick me out. Welcome to season two, and thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to even come back here and just kind of shoot the shit with me because I so much appreciate you. We are the what only- an honor to be back. Are you wow. kidding me? What a life. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm just so appreciative always for all, everything this podcast has given me. So all of the notes will be in the description to connect with Mike. Um, I definitely encourage you to, because he's a really funny dude. Um, if you're in South Florida, check him out uh, for any comedy shows, you know, keep your eye on what he's doing because he's always doing something that'll probably bring you a smile because he is Fozzie and also Elmo. So, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, so, uh, you know, housekeeping notes on my end as we wind out is, uh, stay safe y'all like be careful out there because, uh, you can only protect yourself and your loved ones around you. So do that. 
And uh, as we wind out, my housekeeping notes, of course, are please buy my merch. Please don't kick me out.com slash shop. Live your 90s fantasy. I've got mugs, fanny packs. I'm working on scrunchies, y'all. Just buy, please buy something. And rate me a five <laughs> on Apple if you feel so inclined or a one, because apparently that's what people do now. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can hit me up at my website, which is please don't kick me out.com or podcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, like, share. Yeah. By the way, if you rate Bianca a one on Apple, I will find you and I'm going to murder you. <laughs> I got Facebook jail <laughs> for saying I would kill kill for an outfit that looked like Lisa Frank and Miss Grizzle. <laughs> I got put in Facebook jail. Like they warned me. They were like, so apparently now I'm gonna go to Apple Jam. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike will find you and murder you but no yeah. I appreciate you buddy thank you so much and I hope you have a lovely rest of your week and I can't wait to connect on the back end mahalo my friend yeah see ya Hey everyone, if you like what you've been hearing, can you rate us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on for content creators like myself that keeps us going. Also, did you know that I have merchandise? Thank you so much to Lara, who was my second guest ever on Please Don't Kick Me Out. She is a great person who did all of my branding. Live out your 90s fantasy. Go to pleasedon'tkickmeout.com slash shop. Thank you. listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter p-d-k-m-o at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories and going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday. <laughs>